Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, or in the water. Do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? Longhorn great Caden Stearns joins the boys, so buckle up, throw your horns up, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they're free. So 348 coming hot at you guys and so 347. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tossman, the Rock Disopolis, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and former safety of the Texas Longhorns and current safety of the Denver Broncos, Caden Stearns, for an awesome episode that we're not going to dilly-dally. It's a little funny. We'll say how we got in touch. Caden threw out on his Twitter that he wanted to come on a podcast. That tweet was thrown our way. It was a no-brainer. We hit Caden up, DM'd him. He's like, yeah, I'm down. We're like, awesome. Let's do it on Tuesday. And boom, here we are doing a podcast together with a Longhorn great. And we're some Longhorn decents, so it fits. And without further ado, we're just going to get into it. So here we go, the Charity Stripe Boys with Caden Stearns. Enjoy. All right, guys, you heard it in our end show. We got fellow former Longhorn Caden Stearns joining the boys now of the Denver Broncos. Caden, how are we doing today, man? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Uh, you know, just out here. Uh, I'm, uh, kind of, we have like a little break right now, just working out, uh, hanging out with the family. That's it. Nice. Enjoying Texas before you, before you head to Colorado? A little bit. It's, it's pretty hot out here. So, you know. <laughs> well, don't worry, man. Uh, it's got to get a hell of a lot colder over there. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for that, though, either. I need a, I need an in-between. I need a where it's yeah. nice and cool. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get used to it. Uh, you came in as a major freshman. Now you're coming in as a rookie. Uh, what are some of the, we love to talk about feeling on the show. What are some of the similar feelings you've had going into your freshman year versus going into your rookie season? Just getting acclimated, I guess. Cause you know, it's, it's a different type of, you know, environment. It's more business-like, not to say college isn't like that, but more business-like and, you know, you got to be on your P's and Q's all the time. So comparing the two now, they're just ball though. Like in college, when you come in as a freshman, you worry about, oh, school's going to be harder. I got to find my classes. got to do all the, all the little things. Now just, you know, more simpler than that kind of just focus on ball, make it sure you got your film and uh, got to act like a professional. So mm. have you had a lot of contact with the other guys in the team? It's a good defensive room. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, Justin Simmons and uh, K Jack, Kareem Jackson, and uh, the corners that we got Ronald Darby and uh, uh, Kyle Fuller. Yeah. They're all there and they're all helpful to teach you the game. And, you know, when you're in there with them, they just kind of, you know, help you out and uh, things typically, uh, we see things differently. Everybody sees things differently on the field, but just to see how they see it, um, it helps me out, you know, because they've been there. You know, they're obviously successful, so I just pick up everything from them and um, apply it to my own game. Mm-hmm. How about Sertan? Have you guys had some conversations yet? Because another big rookie come in in the defensive backfield as well. Yeah, so with him, so with Patrick, uh, Pat and uh, Jamar Johnson, the other safety drafted, I trained with them in Arizona, so we already kind of knew each other, had a former relationship. So, yeah, no, we, we definitely talk ball. That's probably who I hang out with the most up there. Um, is the DB rookies up there. So, um, yeah, we talk ball all the time, talking about what he sees at corner, uh, his technique, uh, my technique, what I'm looking at, and just things like if we get to a certain type of formation, man, you can tell he's really polished for sure. And, you know, from his dad as well, who played in the league and just going to Bama and just seeing that he really gets it athletic. So he's going to be really, a really good corner for a long time. Yeah, man. I mean, that is it's a major pick right there. The Broncos yeah. definitely put a premium on the secondary this year, and partially because you got two of the best quarterbacks in the league in your division, <laughs> Justin Herbert and Pat Mahomes. Have you guys had some discussions about those guys yet? Oh uh, yeah, our, we just talk about like when we're going through a coverage or not. Like they'll be talking about we simply made this coverage for you know you got Tyreek Hill running up the middle of the field. Yeah. Like this is why we made this coverage. So. We put a lot of emphasis on that, but again, like you said, our defense, our secondary is loaded, but also our front seven, I'll say, our pass rushers. We got Von Miller and 
Uh, we got Chubb. So um, it's going to be a fun year this year just to watch and, and uh, to see uh, all this talent in the league and going against the top talent in the league. So, Man, I can see it in your face. You look so excited when we're talking about these guys, man. I can tell that you're ready to go. Yeah, man, I just love going against and being competitive. You know, even at practice, I'm seeing some really great receivers. You know, Cordon uh, Southern, he's coming off a uh, – injury i don't know what he did but he's a, you know yeah, you can definitely tell and you watch, he look he's a dog man he looks great um from what i know you know he'd be over there on offense uh you know how that be so they kind of we kind of be separate at times but you can definitely tell he's get he's back to his peak or he's getting there so you got judy um you got font man it's there's a lot of talent on that side of the ball man it's gonna be nice to see and then we got um our uh, new running back javante so uh, I'm excited to see them guys in the past too and just see how they are and learn from them because everybody up, up there, everybody's friendly. So just talking to them and uh, learning how they see things in an offensive perspective uh, definitely helps me out. Did you anticipate going to Denver or where did you think you were going to end up? No, I had teams. I really thought I was going to go to the Cowboys, um, you know, just because of their needs and stuff like that. Or the uh, Chargers was another team I thought. But, you know, that's, that's one thing about the draft. You don't know when or where you're going to go. It's a pretty cool process. I'm pretty stressful as well, but Denver is not where I anticipated, but I'm glad I'm there, you know, because I get to learn from, you know, what, two, two of the best safeties in the league, in my opinion, and then Justin Simmons. Um, we play pretty similar, so seeing him and how he moves and how I move, we're both long-ranging and stuff, it just helps me out. Uh, and kind of just seeing, okay, like, how just how similar we are, man. He's very smart, so. Uh, it's just awesome just to watch, uh, watch how he uh, plays on the field. Is he one of the guys even going before you knew you were going to Denver, you know, as you're studying for the NFL? Is he one of the guys you're always looking at? Like, who are some of your favorite guys to watch? That's him. Uh, it was, it's <laughs> funny because uh, I did some, uh, like, forum thing or, like, question and answer. Like, who's the safety that you watch? And I always watch safeties that I kind of feel like I'm similar to when it comes to playing and um, and he was one of the three safeties as well as I watched Minka and I watched Jesse Bates. So Justin Simmons is like literally the whole time during the pre-draft process, I was just watching film on him a lot. So uh, now I get to learn from him in person. So it was pretty cool there. Jesse Bates has to be one of the most underrated guys in the entire. I don't know season. how though, man. I just want like, I just go on YouTube and just type in. Now I got my iPad. I can watch any game and stuff, but <laughs> YouTube and go Jesse Bates film and just watch his range and watch like, man, he's a dog. And, uh, you know, I got to see him work out because we had like an elite week in Austin where a lot of NFL guys came. So he was out there. So it was pretty cool to see him, how he worked out and um, watching how he moved, man. And again, like you said, like definitely underrated. But I think by next year, he'll probably be one of the uh, highest paced safeties in the league. So. Yeah, he should be. I mean, Cincinnati's got to throw him that back. Uh, how's your how's things going with uh, Texas? Uh, how's your relationship with the university these days? I always had a great relationship. You know, I, I that's when I go back. I'm pretty much an awesome majority of the time uh, working out, and I got all my teammates are I still call them teammates, but I'm all your teammates for life, man. Yeah, teammates for life. Um, been through a lot with them, so you know, just seeing them and how they're you know them working out and how they talk about the coaching staff and they love it. And so I'm really, I'm really excited to see them play this year. And I'm expecting a lot of players to really break out this year and, and you know, show the world that, you know, get Texas back to where it should be. So. I mean, yeah, hey, look, you guys got, you guys got it to the 10 yard line. All you got to do is they got to put it in the end zone now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, that's one of the biggest things, right? I've seen something that we lost every game we lost last year. Um, Heartbreakers. A total of 13 points. Yeah, about 13 points, man. So just getting over that hump, right? It's right there. It's always has been. So we just gotta take it up one more step, and I and I think we're about to do that. So I'm really we, excited. We, uh, we definitely lost a lot of leaders on this team. You know, seniors, yourself, Sam. Uh, who are some guys you're gonna be looking to step up and take over the leadership roles? A lot of guys. You know, there's still a lot. I think there's still a lot of vets that you know. Uh, Josh Thompson would definitely step up. He was a leader um, when I was there as well. BJ Foster is another one. I'm just talking secondary, right? Um, offensive side of the ball, you got new quarterbacks, so they'll step up. Uh, O-line, Kerstetter. Like, you got a lot of guys that are going to step up. And what it will do, too, it makes – with a lot of guys leaving, it makes these younger guys step up, too, and start being vocal and start working and taking uh, some responsibility. So it will be really good for them. Did you get a chance to meet Sark? Uh, I met him my pro day, I believe, is when I met him. Um, not like one-on-one conversation. 
or any of that. But I met some of the coaching staff up there. I talked to Blake Gideon, uh, Coach Gideon, I should say, and uh, their strength staff a little bit. Man, they just what they're doing up there is really it's really good and it's working, man. They're really grinding and seeing them. Like Josh Thompson, that's like my best friend, so I'm refer back to him a lot. And then he looks well, – he's already athletic and strong and stuff, but they just look like they're in shape and they're working. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. What do you think about all this NIL stuff? Rumor has that Bryce, think, Bryce Young of Bama hasn't even started a game yet. It's already made a million dollars. I think it's a great thing, honestly. I think that's one of the things, you know, for a long time college athletes been wanting. So, um, I think it's beneficial for them. And, you know, I'm always going to be uh, supportive of the things that's in the players – yeah. Uh, benefits so um, especially just how much revenue in a place like Texas like that too like it's the richest program in, in college football so uh, to see the players get rewarded for that it's pretty special and yeah there's definitely a couple of guys in the roster now like like Bijan dude that guy is going to yeah. be making the university so much money oh yeah it's definitely like, it's like it's like Ricky Williams 2.0 he can yeah. be like he can totally yeah, be the different. highest this year. yeah were you blown away watching him as a freshman? Yeah, you know, you just you could just tell like in practice and stuff like dudes who got it and it's just natural for him. And he's one of the most happiest guys I know. Like he'll literally run run somebody over with a smile on his face and uh, <laughs> and then help pick him up and stuff like that. That's just the type that. of dude that you um, he is, and that's the type of dude that you want. So um, yeah, man, it's I'm really excited for him and as the whole. Uh, college world knows, man. He's gonna he's gonna do some uh, some amazing thing. Oh, he's about to put everyone on notice for sure. Now, let's talk to talk about the rival, though. I mean, we hate OU just as much as you, do. <laughs> maybe a little bit less. But people are talking about Rattler being the next guy up and the Heisman favorite and a potential mm-hmm. number one pick. You played him. Do you see that in him? Yeah. Well, yeah. The only stuck the uh, the thing that sucks the most is I only played them really truly one and a half games because my sophomore yeah. year I was hurt and this last year I was hurt. But seeing him, yeah, you can definitely tell that he he's a talented kid. He can throw the ball um extremely well and he has that kind of that swagger that that you want kind of a quarterback, I would say. So um, you know, and just watching him last year, you know, he kind of went through some, I guess, adversity in in the freshman year, but he started clicking later along as he started going. So um as far as, you know, I think he's as good, but that's not really up to my decision. But I do think he is one of the top quarterbacks in the in the country for sure. So um, he would definitely give, you know, teams the challenge. But I think we got him for sure. <laughs> I'm not too worried. Uh, just knowing the dogs that we got on defense, like T. Sweat and Keandre, they're going to get out. What, um, yeah. all, the, all the guys that are in the league who are, who are Longhorns, like, do you all connect with each other? Are you all talking with each other all the time? Like, you planning out the jersey swaps and stuff like that? Oh well, uh, not, not not that far or anything like that. But uh, on the Broncos, we got we got four Longhorns on the. You got PJ, you got Andrew Beck, and you got Calvin Anderson. So, um, just going there and having them there is definitely helpful. And we always, you know, in the facility talk about just repping our squad and stuff like that. Especially when you got other schools like Bama, Bama's there and stuff like that. Some of the coaches will give us a hard time, but uh. Yeah, man, we kind of stay close together, and, uh, you know, we're a brotherhood. You know, I still talk to Huff, who was uh, a guy I talked to all the time while I was in college, um, Quandre, those type of dudes. So we, we're pretty uh, tight. Uh, B. Jones, that's another guy. So I, I always definitely keep in close contact with all of them. Calvin actually uh, – Calvin Anderson actually went to my high school. We, we were on the same uh, state championship run team, Georgetown. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he's a really good dude, man. I'm excited for him this year. I think he has a chance to um, make an impact this year as well. For sure. Who's gonna? Who do you think's gonna get the starting job? That's a tough question. I can't really answer that, man. I just got there. I'm just, you know, <laughs> uh, Texas or Denver, you can pick one. Who do you think's? It's you're, you're two crazy competitions going on. Mm. Texas quarterback. Let's, let's we'll go Texas. Texas. Yeah, we, we'll avoid Denver right now. We don't want to get you in any hot, hot, hot water before you even step down. Oh, man, it's it's gonna be tough to say, man. They're really good. I played Hudson Card since high school, or seen him since high school. As he played at Lake Travis, he's really good. He's an athlete, both mobile. They both can throw the ball extremely well. So I think it's gonna be close, but uh, you know, I can't really give a definite edge, especially I haven't seen him recently. But uh, it's gonna be a good competition. I think whoever gets a starting job is definitely gonna uh, do good things there as well. 
It's a crazy situation because like, it's honestly like the best problem to have. I mean, people are like, yes. oh, who are we going to pick? But it's like, if you truthfully want this problem in your locker room. I know it sucks for the you guys do. competing. It sucks for whoever comes in second, obviously, in the race. Like, between, like, Shane and Sam, like, I'm sure it was a tough pill to swallow for Shane. Both guys yeah. are clearly ballers. So it's kind of an issue. Yeah. I Definitely. mean, K- Casey was shocking, dude. He came in and, like, what, he had four touchdowns one game last year. He absolutely trounced yeah. at one point. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Man, he can throw it really well in the game. Like, he's mobile, too, you know. Um, when things not going well, he's gonna go run, and he's gonna get you some some uh some positive yards. So that's what you want in the offense. I think um, you can turn a negative situation into something that's positive as well. So, and they both both they both have that attribute, I think, into the game. So um, it'll be it'll be pretty cool to see uh, which one obviously wins, and then uh, what they do with that. So, mm-hmm. who's the yeah. best best QB, best wide receiver you went against in college? Yeah, Kyler. Man, Kyler Murray was good too, though. It was it's hard to say that too. Now think about it. You know, best receiver. There's been a lot of guys. You got CeeDee Lamb and Justin Jefferson. I'll probably say out of those two. Jesus. Um <laughs> that is they crazy. were definitely they're definitely they're definitely good. You know playing LSU, what was hard about that game, uh that is like you really didn't know prior to that because yes, dude. Like, we're the all year before there, yeah. they had a new offensive coordinator, and then we're watching the game beforehand. The, the, uh, I don't know who they play, like Georgia Southern or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that team was – it was there up 55-0, like going into halftime or something like that. So couldn't really watch too much film on them. So we're like, man, yeah, they they, they, they solid, but, you know, it ain't nothing we ain't seen before. Like we play Kyler Murray. I'm like, whatever. And he come out throwing. I'm like, yo, where did this come from? Like <laughs> where did this come from? But yeah. um, definitely out of those – Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, and then Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb. I definitely said the best receivers. Yeah, I mean the whole Wait, those guys uh, are all top twenty picks. I mean two first round, two first overall yeah. picks. I mean rightfully so. I think a guy who was underrated though too was Tyler Wallace. He was definitely he always gave us problems uh, for yeah. sure. So there's a lot of good talent that, that we've seen. I mean in Texas man. So objectively, like the guy, I feel like the OK State guys always get kind of taken for granted. Just because of yeah, the way the offense, I do. Is. I think the same thing. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh, they just—they're right. so—they put up such crazy numbers year in and year out that you're like, all right, just because a couple of guys did the year before doesn't mean this guy's you know not as good or could you know <laughs> yeah. in the NFL. I mean, Wallace every time gave everybody trouble. Us, whoever they every, play, yeah, everybody. Yeah, and he just a point of attack when it's the balls in the air, mm-hmm. man. He he's gonna go get it. He's not even that big, dude. He's not even that big of a player. Nah, but he plays bigger than what he, he yeah, he plays bigger than what he is. He's a pretty physical player, man. He, he's he won, he's every, he has everything you want out of a receiver. You know, he's gonna run block, he's gonna do all that stuff, he's gonna get gritty when he needs to be. Um so I think he's gonna do extremely well in the league. Um mm-hmm. well, I felt like it was underrated and probably should have been off way earlier than what he went, but um besides the point, he's a really good receiver. Yeah, you're gonna get a chance to see him again October third. Yeah, Ravens Broncos for sure. Hey, and Duvernay, so oh, yes, Double D, dude. Another Double D is another guy that was like, dude. I was, I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan, admittedly, and I know most everyone. It's, it's tough to be <laughs> on Pats fans, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, dude. I'm telling everybody. I was like praying for Double D the whole draft. I'm like, yeah. dude, this guy. He, I him. Deontay Foreman, just some other Longhorns that like were LJ, like uh, those guys. LJ, so, yeah, dude. L- so LJ, hum- LJ Humphrey was so good, bro. As a Texas Longhorn, he's an NFL caliber receiver. And uh, those two, I'll say, like Darren Kemp, like just going against one on one is definitely it was hard guarding both of them. You know, Devin, he's not going to drop nothing, and he was just so fast and so sharp with his routes. It's just like, hey. So you got to be technically sound guarding him. And then LJ, on the other hand, he just creates a mismatch problem. Because you put a – in the slide, you put a linebacker on him. Well, he's faster than that, right? Yeah. Um, more mobile than that. And then you put him on a safety. He's a big – he was a big body as well. He was 230 or like that. He played like a running back when he caught the ball too. So um, they definitely get you some yeah. problems. Yeah. <laughs> That that Ravens team is like full. You guys are full cardio that week. I mean, it's Lamar, it's Hollywood, it's Double D. You gotta run, you gotta run. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's built for speed. Uh, is it kind of surreal stepping into a locker room? Because we kind of hit on it before, but like really stepping into a locker room with a guy like Von Miller, 
Like you've seen him grow. We've all watched yeah. him growing up, dude. Is it? Is it was a house? No, he's an Aggie. I know it's like probably yeah, a little nah, painful. Yeah, but it's got to nah, be kind of sick. Like you man. said it's. Yeah, it's like right, this dude is one of the probably the best, one of the best to ever do it at his position and, and just in general in the football league. So you could just do nothing but you know pay your respect to him and and then when he speaks, you listen and you know as well. He's a cool guy. He'll walk by and you know say hello and stuff like that, crack jokes. So. Um, just that energy he brings, man. It's it's uh, it's fun to be around, and obviously it's fun to watch him too from what he does. So uh, just just that too, like just that's the one thing you go into the locker room as a young uh, rookie and just a young uh, person in general, and you're like, man, seeing this guy on TV, he, he knows what it takes. So naturally, um, me personally, I'm just gonna gravitate towards those type of guys and and, and again learn. It's the best mm-hmm. thing. Like I get to learn from these guys and what made them so su- uh, successful. So, yeah. In college, sorry, Nick. Rod, no, I was I was just gonna ask. Have you uh, your your brother played for the Kansas City Chiefs? Have you guys yeah. talked a little bit about <laughs> this, new, this new family rivalry that's that's uh, brewing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nah, see, me and my brother, we don't really. Won't be on unless, but my uh, basically like my second family or my you know second mom and them they're from Missouri and they're huge Kansas City fans so they'll give me a tough time and uh, I always talk you got to go against my homes he's like you're gonna come second to you know KC and stuff like that I ain't trying to hear none of that so uh, yeah there's definitely a rivalry but in terms of me and my brother it's like the same thing when he went to Oklahoma State like now nah, we just be we be cooling like. Have you been and, talking uh, to him a lot just about like transitioning into the league and like yeah. who to talk to yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, just gravitating. Cause when he was there, I'm sorry, I can hear that. I'm outside. You're good. But, uh, I'll cut you got some out. cicadas. What are those? <laughs> I don't even know. That's the crazy Texas. Yeah. It's loud as hell. The um, a- animal kingdom's a different kind of kingdom. Dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Making random noises. <laughs> but, uh, uh yeah you know this uh again just you're always tied when you're going somewhere new you want to go to the guys that uh there's probably always going to be you know some bad and good influences when you go into the locker room so just yeah. you know pick and choose wisely who you um look up to and, you, and who you let in your circle kind of and then on, on the flip side of that also just your mental taking care of it because it's a Definitely. It's a different beast you're stepping into, and it's just uh, – it could – if you let it, it can drain you and it can burn you out and uh, really, really, you know, kind of keep you down. So um, yeah. just making sure you're sharp on your mental and, and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, we definitely talk about the transition. Do you do, like do – you, are you, like, setting goals for yourself, like, for the year or, like, for the half-season point? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that look like for, for you? Just – I imagine a lot of it, like, coming into a new locker room, yeah. like, keep it pretty simple, right? Like – yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I've set goals and definitely with things that I want to accomplish. But, you know, um, kind of with me, I noticed, like, when I do that, I kind of put pressure on myself to – if I don't reach it, then I'm, you know, uh, I'm a failure, which ain't no wrong with failing, failing or anything like that. But I'm, like, chasing it. It's like, all right, I got well, I got to do this. I got to do that instead of, like, you know, have those goals but also have uh, – don't expect like don't have no expectations at the same time. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, well, you um, got to enjoy the process too. Yeah, yeah. enjoy yeah. staying in the present, kind of like. Um, I don't know if y'all heard what Giannis said uh, or Giannis his press conference, but kind of like what he said, you know, um, mm-hmm. don't be too much far in the past because then you're like, well, damn, this game I didn't do this, so I got to do it this game, and well, I played this well this game, so I'm already like get too caught up in that and thinking in the future, like. It, it will definitely take away from now in that moment. So um, kind of just that and just, you know, giving my all really is, is what I'm trying to do. And, again, work my way up and, you know, get uh, accepted by the, the whole locker room and the coaching staff and um, make my presence be known. So yeah. that's really all I have. And have fun with it. That's another one that I feel like you may get caught up in some jobs and stuff like that. You forget to enjoy this, uh, you know, this gift that, uh, allowed me to get this far. So that's really all I'm trying to do. I mean, it's crazy. I'm sure you get a test of it too. Like I think back to college, I'm like, yo, that thing went fast, bro. Like, yeah. And Austin's fun yeah. as hell. I mean, Austin's the, the, the <laughs> yeah, I is. am, I yeah. will, I will, I will die on the hill that Austin is the best place in America. I'm not even like, I've lived in yeah. New York. I've lived in LA. It's bar yeah. none. 
the best. Yeah. Was that a big? Because I know I you're going agree. to LSU. You're going to LSU at one point. Was that like a big switch? What was the switch mm-hmm. like that for? How? What? What made that switch, man? Man, I'll be honest. Like I honestly did not think I was going to go to Texas. Uh, <laughs> it was just like my brother went to Oklahoma State. I was low-key kind of pissed. Like, man, he should be at Texas. You know, I grew up a huge Texas fan, an LSU fan. So, kind of those. But then, like, my brother went to Oklahoma State, really didn't like him. And I'm like, man, I'm not going there. Like, hey, whatever. But um, what really changed is just the fact that I wanted to be close to home my family. I'm really kind of family-oriented. I'm being around them. And where it's easy access. So, my mom don't got to drive however long, you know, seven hours, seven and a half hours of Baton Rouge and back, stuff like that. But. When you step on campus in Austin, you're like, man, this is a it's a good place to go to college at for one and to play football. Um, and it's unique because you think of I say most college towns or most colleges in the city, you don't wouldn't think that it'll be the biggest priority, but in Austin, okay, you got this a lot of things that other people do, but when it's football time, and so uh I definitely love going there. It was a fun experience the whole way through. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like literally a college city. I mean, people go, oh, yeah, college towns. Like, nah, this is like a college city. I mean, you talk about like, you know, you talk about like just the college aspect. You spoke about it earlier. And, you know, we reached out. Usually when we reach out to players or like, you know, personalities, we reach out via email. We found you. One of our boys sent your Twitter message to us. And we're like, oh, my God, he wants to jump on a pod. Like, all right, this is is perfect. (laughs) What are some of your other interests outside of Like, are you thinking about like sports media in the future? Like, is this something you're kind of into? And you're like, all right, I want to delve into it, or this is, you just want to come and talk ball, or I mean, because I know you're talking about the uh, college just aspect ball. of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really the whole thing. I just always felt like you know, as a college player, you don't really express yourself or whatever the case may be, and just to talk about. I'm a pretty laid back guy. Just I just want to talk, you know, and experience, you know, just meet new people type thing, and oh, yeah. and just expand, share my experiences, and uh, I guess what I talk about with other people, you know, just casual conversation um, is really what I wanted to do. But as far as sports media, if it takes me there, then yeah. But like, I don't really harp on it because as a as a college player, you know, I feel like I kind of know, especially you got to get into like talking about certain players who you think is better and is this guy good enough or stuff like that? And I don't want to harp into that because as a uh, yeah. college player feeling that type of thing, you yeah. already like, you know, you know what that fi- uh, kind of feels like. So yeah. um, when it comes to balls, I definitely would talk ball and, and uh, all sorts of, sorts of stuff like that. But again, it was just more so like, Hey, let me try to just share my experiences and um, let me share myself with, with other people. So Last season, there was, you were one of the most vocal guys on campus about the eyes of Texas. Mm-hmm. Like you just mentioned like, Hey, like, you know, you kind of have to fall. They want you to fall in line a little bit. You're not allowed to express yourself as a college yeah. player. Well, and we, now we know you, you know, like obviously you came out you yeah. led the charge, but you are a laid back dude. You know, you're just chilling on your porch. <laughs> well, what did it take for you to kind of, you know, be the one to take charge and be the vocal one in that situation? Um, yeah, I just, I just kind of understood that, you know, it was uncomfortable for me as much. I really don't, you know, really, I'm not going to say like conflict or any stuff like that. It's just more so like, I don't like to, I'm kind of like an introvert. Like I don't really be out there like that and, you know, do all the talk, whatever, yada, yada. But um, I just understood though, like there is some issues in the, in the, in the world that were just going on as well as on campus. Like how can I help those around me? I have a platform. I feel like I have a little bit of, of a thing that the people on campus who, you know, that experience to go through stuff that I, I may not be aware of because in, in there I'm just in this football bubble. Right. So like, I don't even really step outside of that. So um, that's really what it's, what it was. I mean, I talked to so many different people in this thing. So it was just like, what did I want me to get done? And it, and it goes far more than the eyes of Texas. That kind of took the headline. Right. And became this whole uh, uh, issue. Right. Just obviously as it's just one of those controversy things. And um it's one of those left or right, but to me, that's not kind of what I wanted to get accomplished, and it kind of took his whole whirlwind. But it was more so about the impact and and the things that could actually benefit like people on campus and change lives, like bringing money to uh, scholarship money or helping kids to, uh, from inner city areas to come look at college or come to UT and be like, well, this is what like a college campus is like, and this you can do this too type thing. So. 
that was more of the impact that yeah. I was trying to look for um, with that whole thing. But uh, yeah, like it definitely was out my, it was stepping out of my comfort zone and it was um, kind of, it was a lot of adversity with that, you know, it was football, you had COVID, you had that all going on and, um, and then trying to be a leader and trying to keep everybody to focus on his goals. So um, again, it was just more so using my voice kind of, but also everybody else's voices and what yeah. I was getting from people that I had conversation with from my team and on campus and, um, you know, just gaining all that and just being open-minded about different types of stuff. So, uh, man, I learned so much last year, man. It was, uh, you know, as up and down as it was for me as an individual, I definitely grew a lot from it. So. From the outside looking in, y'all went through some shit, dude. That was nuts. I did not I, look, man. I'm just, yeah. I, half the time, like, yo, it looks cool as hell to be a football player, especially a Longhorn. But between like COVID, mm-hmm. between all, between everything, you know, all the movements going on, between you know, the you yeah. guys have to go in and like play like Texas football. It's not like, hey, you know, we're yeah. D two school. This is like, this is it, man. Yeah. You're burnt orange. Yeah, I mean, obviously, exactly. a lot going on with and it was Coach Herman too. Like, was under the under the hot seat, which is not easy for you guys, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Like, do you guys feel some of that? Like, when yeah. your head coach is on the hot seat, like extra added pressure. Yeah, yeah, man. Like you said, there's just so much things that were like, uh, you call it distractions or whatever that were just, you know, you're supposed to. We had a new defensive staff come in and no spring ball, no, we're meeting virtually. And then, oh, we may cancel the season. It's like, okay, as a leader, you're trying to keep up with my, uh, the guys that I'm leading or the team by, uh, uh, via phone really like sending videos to each oh, other yeah, showing that we're yeah. working out staying fit um and right it's just it was a lot and then you hit get hit like we ain't even finna have a season right and dudes is like man like why am i going out here in this heat and to our fall camp and we talk about not having no season like what's going on like and it was just a lot of confusion a lot of things you know and just looking back like especially as a coach and trying to keep that like it was definitely a hard test to do that um and then you get hit like again with uh social injustice, that things that just really was personal by a lot of people. And it was just so many uh, different emotions and feelings behind. Uh, yeah, man, it was a lot. So not uh, to mention, like, you're probably thinking about your career after college too, at the same time, like, yeah. which is, a, there's a ton there as well. Like, yeah, there's, you know. there's such a busy time for yeah. just mentally yeah. for, for all y'all. So it's, it's really impressive that it's cool that you have like an optimistic viewpoint about it. Cause it seems like, with that, like you were able to learn yeah. rather than get like pushed down yeah. and put in a bad yeah. place. So that's, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome okay. that you were able to yeah, come out. Definitely. I'll also say that I think yeah. as, as a Longhorn, it made me really proud that the way you guys really handled everything. I mean, it just like a team to yeah. handle so much adversity. And like we were just saying, you were so vocal, like to be a Longhorn, it made me really proud, you know, because this team was so vocal and like yeah. really snapped it up, you know? Yeah, man. I, well, we appreciate that, but that's the whole thing, man. Like, I just – I feel like it's kind of bigger than football. And, again, I'm just trying to – the whole goal of stuff, that stuff was just more so, like, man, I'm trying to make everybody's lives on campus more comfortable, more more better for them, um, you know, because in the football world, you know, we kind of let that – man, y'all get treated like royalty around here. Like, y'all ain't got nothing. Okay, so let me lose my voice so I can help y'all. So y'all enjoy this just as much as I am type thing. But, yeah, man, like you said – optimistic view on everything because i mean yeah last year it definitely had some of this is down points and it was just like man it was a long it was a long year so um as it was for everybody and who was going through covid which is people in general i felt like they had a lot of mental stuff going on so um again like yeah it's just take it as a as a lesson and keep keep moving forward yeah no i i looked up you mentioned that Giannis quote and i i read it or i like watched the him say it i guess in the press conference and i was like yeah whoa this guy's 26 that's like the wisest thing i've ever heard anyone say and i'll just say focus on focusing on the past is ego focusing on the future is pride focusing on the present is humility and like i don't know i thought that really stuck with me too so that's cool that you you noted that um but also like that guy's in the finals and he's able to say that like what's going yeah he's got (laughs) it yeah that's nuts it's crazy yeah it's wild, yeah, man. man. Kind of that's why he. That's why to me he's at where he's at. Like yeah. He uh, seems to be living right, you know, and uh, just stuff like that. It definitely, it definitely helps, and it carries on. You can see, and you can apply that from sports to just everyday life type things. When you're stressing about 
what happened and what's going to happen in the future, whether it's via bills or whatever the case may be. Like, nah, man, just focus on now, man. You're going to be straight. So Yeah. Yeah, I saw a similar thing when I was watching. I don't even remember what Disney show it was. I don't know. It was late night. It was a Disney show. It came on. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to rip this. And this little, like, old turtle in the show, like, had, like, this wise quote. He's like, they call it a present for a reason because it's a present. I had to turn the TV off. Oh, like, dude, that's Kung, I, that's Kung Fu Panda. Kung what are you Panda, talking about? It's Kung Fu Panda. What are you talking about? I got yeah. you. Yeah, thank I got you. Man, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like, how many of those Disney shows really have, like, these, like, real wise words like one to me like you mentioned is lion king man that i'm listening like just watch it back I ain't lie, i'm still a kid i watch i still watch all those shows yeah, I watch always, bro. yeah incredible i don't give it yeah i don't care um i'm watching it when i'm growing i'm like wait what like, <laughs> like this is some actually powerful messages in this and yeah i didn't totally miss this when i'm a kid i'm just focused on it being animated and lions and right. all these different animals yeah <laughs> You learned so much shit. I, I dude, like you're, we're kids too. I saw Space Jam two opening night. I was like, "There's no way I'm not seeing this." You opening. did. I ain't watch it yet. Uh, yeah, I definitely did. Don't say anything. Don't you? Yeah, you should. You, you gotta see it. You gotta, you gotta see, see it. it. Oh yeah. I heard, sure the, I, I heard the. I heard the. I heard the mixed reviews about it. Like some people were like, "I seen something." It was on Twitter. It was like, "Man, it's not that good of a movie." Like yada yada yada. Somebody else quoted like, "Yo, like." I'm 30 years old. This is my yes, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's going at it. Like you're taking you're taking this too seriously. I will say <laughs> this. You know? Yeah, take the soundtrack is fire. That I will attest oh, to. Yeah. I mean, which is like which is kind of like I go watch it. Yeah, it's like 30% of why you go see Space Jam because like for the music. I mean, the original yeah. one, the music is <laughs> sick as hell, too. All right, a couple more for you, kid. Uh I don't know what it is. Texas always finds themselves in like the craziest of pickles and like the craziest of situations, you know, as fans, it's constantly heart attack central. Can't even imagine what it's like as a player. What was the craziest, what was like the most quote unquote heart attack central moment you had as a longhorn? Like you're like, Oh my God, this is just absolutely bananas. I can't believe we're in this situation. Man, I, there's so many times in this game. I would say <laughs> no, like bro. every game, like every game that I played, <laughs> in, like, it was like, like oh, why like we should be like we could be up like like Oklahoma my freshman year when Kyler we're about 21 and I'm just like they just came back from 21 with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter like how the hell did he just do that how did we let this happen or Texas Tech this past year and I'm just like we got to stop doing this to ourselves like I'll be like man there's no way like why are we <laughs> it doesn't just make no sense but every game it was just like oh man like I just don't get it sometimes, but uh, that's Kansas just how football game. is, man. Yeah, Kansas, like, yeah, every time, like, every game I feel like I played at Texas has <laughs> always been, like, a close game, every single one, which is a good thing because you know how to handle it. Okay, I've yeah. been here before, but, damn, sometimes I just want to win by 50 and just call, it, <laughs> just call it a day and just get in and get out, like, pull me to third. Day, yeah. get in, yeah. get <laughs> the oh neck-to-neck God. games are just – they're – exhausting for, for us to watch and i man, can only imagine how shit, much I'm more exhausting knowing. they are to play like nah, man i'm already knowing i can shit, i can tell you know it it definitely was one thing like i said like but it just shows in a, uh, to the testament how close i feel like we are and that sucks to say because i feel like we say that i mean as texas i guess i can say fans now because i'm not there no more but uh we always say, we're right there. Like, we're right there. But it's like, man, we truly, like, I don't ever, I don't ever think every game that I've been that we never got blown out. We never got lost by – like, we weren't out of every any game that we played yeah. in. So, um, it's just, like, passing that. And, you know, when those teams you got are supposed to blow out, man, you blow them out and keep it moving forward. So, uh, that's just college football, man, in general. It's like, damn, it's just – that's what makes it so exciting to me as well. Like, every game – Typically, at least and that I know of. I mean, unless it's like a Bama, right? Like, they're just doing, blowing everybody up. But uh, it's just so exciting and thrilling, which makes it, I, which I feel like what makes college football uh, the pedigree it is because. I just, I like yeah. college sports is just. Exciting. It's fun it to just, play in. 
It just everything is so like I don't know why they do it to the young guys, but March Madness, it's like do or die. College football, yeah. you lose, you lose, you lose one game, and like game right, the season's o- the season's over. And like if like if crying the, in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> if the Broncos go, here's the thing: if the Broncos go seven and three, like if y'all are seven and three after ten games, we're sitting here and going, okay, the Broncos okay, are going yeah. to the playoffs. Like this is an amazing yeah. season. Y'all went exactly. seven and three last year. The head coach got fired. Yeah, Tech exactly. Like Texas is gone. Uh, it's a whole thing. Like we had a round. I'm like, man, like, whoa, that's just college football, though. And, yeah. Um, you know, I really think soon though they may expand the play, expand the playoffs. I think that would be pretty beneficial to the game in general because you'll start seeing those teams like who was good last year that wasn't like Cincinnati, Cincinnati or, yeah. BYU yeah. that you know that gives them a shot to actually see if they you know they up there to the pedigree of these other schools like the Ohio States and that were in the playoffs or whatever. But, um, yeah, man, it is do or die. And it's like a lot of pressure you know, some young, these young, uh, on young athletes. But that's what makes it so so fun, man. And, and I love it. Like, if I go back and do it again, I definitely will go back and do it again. So, Did you do any research on the quarterbacks in this draft class, like Lance, Fields, Wilson, just for fun? Like, I was – because we were so curious. Like, we kept asking the question, like, what did Justin Fields do wrong? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, not like just through the recruiting world and, you know, uh, like in the opening and in high school, the big camp event, uh, he was on my team. And he was throwing – the way he was throwing the ball, man, I was like, oh. Like, he threw like a ball in between two defenders and made them hit each other and the receiver caught it. I'm like, whoo, he can throw, he can play. But, yeah, I don't know how they do. You know, it's just – in the league, it just all depends on just preference and what you want and what you're looking for in a quarterback, and that's what it falls, kind of falls into. Um, getting criticized more than others and stuff like that. It's just how it is. So, um, I don't know. I just do think he is one of those quarterbacks that you'll see um, in the league for a long time, as well as Trevor Lawrence and really all those guys that are there, you know, I feel like are uh, there for a reason. So, um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see at a uh, how many quarterbacks were drafted, like in the five, first, five, yeah, um, five in the first. You can argue days. some that, it's yeah, crazy. you can argue that some that got drafted later just as you know pretty pretty productive as well. But it would be interesting to see. Uh, obviously, uh, go against them, but see who pans out. Yeah, it's. It's crazy. I mean, like, there's so many guys like that come in. I mean, I know like Sam Darnold is another guy that we thought like we thought, oh, he, they should take him ahead of Baker. But then now Baker's here in Cleveland. Yeah, unfortunately, is probably you know maybe going yeah. to the playoffs and yeah. So you'll deeper. see. Yeah, man. And as you get into the league, you start. You'll see that it just it just kind of depends what situation you're going into as well. Yeah, like, yeah, if, definitely. If what's around you as well, you know. Um, Cause I feel like I feel like quarterbacks get blamed a lot more than they should. I think that's bad to say, but you know, cause they are, you know, to win the Super Bowl, you got to have a pretty a quarterback for sure. But um, you know, it also takes eleven guys to get it done. Like you're dropping salon. It's just how things work together. Together, it's a puzzle. You got to fit it together. And if one piece is missing, it, it may it may be life or death uh, as a team or in general. So um, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the quarterback is the premium position, but we see teams all the time just kind of get there on defense alone. Like no yeah. shot at no shot at Joe Flacco, but like Joe Flacco is like not a Hall of Fame quarterback by any means. Yeah, uh, and yeah, exactly. And you'll see with like to me, like the Bucks uh, or yeah, the Buccaneers. Man, they they defense was solid. The game plan against the Chiefs was uh, phenomenal. I believe they played two man, and they were just like, okay, we're gonna leave our safeties over top. Um, you know, our front four is going to go crazy and get after the quarterback, especially they had two tackles that were hurt. Um, the Pat Mahomes was hurt, I believe. He had a turf toe that he was dealing with. And then you have the linebackers that the Bucks had where just like, okay, we just going man-to-man, lock, get Kelsey, uh, try to take Kelsey away, man, and it worked. So uh, I think the defense, that game for sure was uh, well, definitely a huge reason. It's not by accident that for two years in a row, they had the number one rush defense in the league and what that does just for complete game plan from a scheme standpoint, like knowing that you can't rush really for more than 50 yards in a game is like, it's it's pretty detrimental, especially to a team with the chiefs where they had offensive line, you know, guys that were out and like, you want to try and mix things up, but that that's not even really an option against that Buccaneers team. I mean, it's a really, it's a fantastic defense. Yeah. If you can, 
Yeah, if you can make a team one-dimensional, it just um, definitely changed the whole game. Like, sure. And it just shows, like, on defense, too, like how everything complements each other. You got a good front four, it's going to help the secondary out, right? You only know you're going to cover for a certain amount of time for sure. Um, so it makes your job easier. And then vice versa, that you got a good secondary. You know, as you're going to be able to – you may be able to get to the pass, uh, get to the quarterback if things are not obviously open. So – um. Yeah, man. It's like the saying they say: uh, offense wins games, defense wins championships. I feel like that's dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, sure. yeah. I mean, like, look. Obviously, the Bucks' offense was great, but like, they only held them. To, they held them to like nothing points. Like the Chiefs, they held yeah. the Chiefs to nothing. The points. Chiefs, yeah, exactly. Like, it's, I, it, we're talking about like, a guy that's like already he's been in the league for like what? He's played like three years. We're talking about like, already being the greatest quarterback, like Mike Trout of football. Yeah. Like that's what everyone's on about. Yeah. And they held yeah. him to they held him to nothing. And it's like, I yeah, mean. Look how y'all drafted. Look how the, the Broncos like go and pick up guys in the secondary. You it's not to. like by accident. You're like okay, like yeah. the Buccaneers did that. They brought Antoine Winfield Jr. By the way, he's sick. I'm sure you yeah. like a lot. Yeah, he's a baller, and he's like a, he's got oh. the attitude and the swagger too, man. Yeah, a honey like, badger type type of mindset. Yeah, a honey badger, and but that, like you said, that shot and true, especially in today's league. Like if you got a, it's gonna be an ed- inevitable like. In college football, like you see, you know, when they get into conferences, like Big 12, just, you know, they play no defense and that, like, no, it's just a fast tempo game and spread out. You're going to get yards and you're going to score points. It's just how it is. But if you got a defense, right, that can, you know, keep up and give you uh, a decent amount of stops or even, again, shut out teams like, you know, KC, you're going to win majority of the time. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like in college football, like everyone's like, oh, SEC king of defense. And we're watching like Florida versus Bama. It's like 40 to 50. I'm like, what are we talking about here? Like, seriously, yeah. it's just I like- already know, man. I, I argue. I argue all the time with guys about that. Like, and I'm not even like a like a conference thing. I don't rep the Big 12. I rep my school. I rep Texas. That's it. Yeah. And, you know, you know, got A&M who reps the conference and whatever the case, they do all that shit like that but uh, <laughs> um yeah it's like why like you see the offense that bama started running like what does it remind you of it reminds you of the offenses of the big 12 spread out let the athletes go play lsu same thing they started going towards that and you're gonna see start seeing more of it and you got man yeah they'd be like big 10 best football like big 12 y'all y'all weak sorry i'm like all right man, like whatever 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 you say how can you how can you say it's weak we have multiple highs and winners Exactly. It's like these guys come in and like it's not like oh you're going against like number one picks week in and week out. It's like it's it's I mean Kyler Murray is a guy that can literally change the game, not even like on in the air as a quarterback. Like he had that one run again. Yeah, remember that game when y'all were up twenty one. I remember when we we were at the post. Yeah, he came at the post. He came and flew down, and we were like at Cabo Cantina in Los Angeles. I was not (laughs) wearing a shirt, just so you know. I don't just where you get the picture where we're at. And everyone is like yeah. sitting there, like, like wide eyed and shocked. And it's like, yo, this is like, this guy can change like in the in a game. Instant. And then crazy. you'll see too, it's like when you get to the bowl season. That's why I like the bowl season. You'll see teams that play, okay, you minus like LSU when they played Oklahoma. Like that LSU team was just completely different that year. Yeah. But this past year, I think Florida played OU or OU played Florida or OU put up 63 points. Like, and the reason for it, and the reason for it is these, like I call them gurus in the Big Twelve, like these offensive minds, or in general, like uh, Kingsbury. He went, he didn't even win that much at Texas Tech like that, and his offense was still one of the best offenses in the league, and that's why he went to the league. Like he yeah. still had that mindset. Like that's there's a reason for it. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I, I was at really... that that Sugar Bowl game where. Y'all beat Georgia. I was at that game, and it was like mm-hmm. I felt like that was that was a huge statement to just be like, look, yeah. like the playing field's a lot more equal than you think it is outside of Alabama. We're just we'll yeah, just they'll we'll put them in their even, own category. But like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's like everybody from Texas that goes to Texas is like, okay, we were highly recruited too. Like I could have went to Georgia. I could have went to LSU. Right. Like, I could have. Yeah, you like, going LSU. It's the same time. It's the yeah. same talent. It's the same talent level. Like. You know, there's some other things, right? I think a difference. I think um, it just be maybe development, right? Like it's is a thing. At least I felt like at Texas, it's been kind of like a huge issue in the past is development. Um, other than that, it's like no, like there's no different. 
And I feel like every game that Texas will play, I think we play Bama coming up here next year. I don't know if that's still a thing or we play we some yeah, contracts. We home, yeah, I'm not sure homes. what's going on. It's Bama, then it's Ohio State. I think. State. And, yeah. and those two games, I feel like we'll be in the game. It's not going to be like a blowout. It's not going to oh, be no. none of that. It's just we're not, we're not Michigan. So, like, this is not yeah. Michigan. <laughs> This is Michigan. Exactly. And it's like all these teams, like the Big Ten, it's like, yeah, it's SEC. I'm like, all right, y'all only got one or two teams that in y'all's conference that are dominating. Everybody else is average, like average. Yeah, So 100%. Just like every other conference. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) Caden, we ask all our guests the same question every time they come on the show. Favorite sports memory? It could be watching anything. It could be playing Pop Warner, anything, dude. Man, I'm gonna have to go. I'm a huge Steph Curry fan, so um, I'll probably say watching his uh, MVP year was probably one of the craziest things. Even probably, probably this past year, just watching him do what he did, it's just like, damn, bro, this dude is like, he changed the game of basketball. Just watching him is always exciting to me. Every time he pulls up, I'm like, yeah, that's going in. So him doing that. Well, really, too, I say Clay Thompson when he scored like 36, 37 points in a game or in a quarter. Excuse me. In a quarter, I was like, oh, that's "Yeah, insane. that's yeah, insane." I feel like eleven dribbles or something like that. So I'll probably say one of those two favorite sports it, memory. It's the Clay Thompson thing. I think we were talking about it the other day, like just like randomly. Like, I mean, that video pops up on my feed all the time, and I always watch it. And it's like, it really is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in sports. Yeah, I was watching. I mean, my, just... It's crazy, right? My uncle's British. Like, he's like doesn't know the NBA, whatever. And he, he and I were watching, we were watching the jazz playoff game and spider goes for like 23 and a quarter. And he's like, that guy just scored 23 points in a quarter. I'm like, yeah. Imagine if he scored 14 more. Yeah. And that's what clay Thompson did off 11, like our, like 11 dribbles. Like he's just literally catching it, shooting like yeah. natural. No matter if he's in his face, he's catching it. I'm like, man, I was watching it. Cause I don't want to say I'm not a bandwagon fan. I started liking Golden State, like kind of in middle school. You know, I kind of follow Steph Curry. Like that's more that's the type of players, like exciting players. I like, you know, just pull up and you know, not all don't have all the athletic ability to to change the game, but he got intangible. Dude has unlimited range. Can shoot from full court and probably will make majority of those shots if he wanted to. Um, but yeah, it's just like. Sheesh, like it takes a special talent, you know, and a lot of craft, a lot of working on your craft to, to be able to do that. So um pretty special. Yeah. No, it's 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 interesting. I think Andre Agradala just went on someone's podcast, maybe the all the smoke guys and mm-hmm. Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes. And I think he yeah. he said like between the two of them, who he thinks is a better shooter, he was like clay, hands down. Yeah, which is kind of wild unbelievable Unbelievable. yeah exactly i I, I believe it though i mean you see what happened and it's just like it's just muscle some of it's just muscle memory and the guy like can get a shot off so so easily 37 points in a quarter is like yeah like you watch someone like you watch pickup and it's like oh like a guy scores four buckets in a row and you're like oh he's nice or something you know you're like oh that guy can play he he scored 37 points it's unreal they're on the same team too yeah exactly same squad exactly and they might. Wait, get, you weren't yeah, a Spurs, weren't a Spurs fan though, growing up. Nah. So originally, I'm born in I'm born in Dallas before moving to San Antonio. So uh, I never liked San Antonio. I used to kind of like Dallas when they used to play, but um, yeah, no, I'm not a San Antonio. I do oh, respect them. I, I, I admire. You're the breaking way they my used heart, Caden. I'm a massive Mavs yeah. fan, so you're breaking my yeah, heart. Man. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just like I don't like again. I don't know what really when but it was like middle school because i remember like uh all the spurs fans down here it's when steph curry was younger it's when they just kind of became the splash brothers i believe and steph was going for like double double every 40 points 11 12 assists i'm like yeah he liked that and just watching him during uh davidson during the march madness thing he's like yeah he different you know kind of underrated everybody's saying he's not gonna do that and then look now like However long it's been, he changed the game of basketball. Like oh, you see yeah. kids imitating shooting from in the NBA. Way beyond. Yeah, in the NBA, like you said, in the NBA as well. So um I think he's just a he's a generational type player, obviously. I say yeah. both of them really. So yeah. uh 
that's my that's my squad though, man. So I hope we'll they I hope y'all I hope y'all get Damian Lillard and so instead of the Splash <sighs> brothers, it could just be the tsunami brothers and just absolutely yeah, just rain on people. That'd be that'd be crazy to see because it's like you could put Curry at like, you don't need to bring the ball up. Like you put the ball in anybody's hand. Whoever doesn't have the ball, they become the two guards. And it's like you gotta guard Curry when he's running around all the screens. Yeah. You feel mm-hmm. me? That'd be a whole in the corner or wherever he's at doing what he does. And then with Clay, he's going to play defense as well. And you got Dane who just all over, like all around, you know, it's just, yeah. can't beat that. Yeah. So if that, if that team got formed, it'd be like, it'd be criminal if they didn't shoot 53s a game. Like they yeah, need pretty, to, like yeah. they have to. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm expecting it. And if you yeah. make, if they only made 10 of them, I'll live with it. But you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it definitely would be good. I saw somewhere they were trying to get Giannis. I don't know how true that was, but even that, but, they got a nice little squad, just it's not healthy. You know, they got Wiseman, who just – the rookie that was there, who was doing pretty well. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do this next year. I hope they I, – I like Wiseman. I hope they send him in the picks for Dame. That'd be crazy. Oh, yeah. That'd be late. For sure. <laughs> uh, for sure. Caden Stearns, man. Go crushing in Denver. You are welcome back. Anytime you want to talk ball, just slide into Twitter DMs. Be like, yo, I'm coming on this week. Just prep. Just get ready for it. And we got you, baby. For sure, man. I appreciate you for uh, y'all reaching out, man. Again, yeah. like, I hope uh, we do link again, you know, from my open book. Yeah. Just like to sit down, be casual. I'm in Cali sometimes. So if you can go to the what they do in Cali, I don't know what they do in Cali. But we'll show oh, you. We'll, sh- we'll show you what we do in Cali, bro. You just hit us <laughs> yeah. up anytime oh, man, you, you want. You can turn man. it up. Yeah. It's not like you can turn it up out there. That's what's Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> turn for up sure and then have but... a chill session on the beach, man. That's what's up. <laughs> got to. I've got a prediction, got though. I think, uh, I think. Like a like that Iowa State game, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a block field goal this year. I can feel it. I don't know anything <laughs> else that's gonna happen this year, but you're getting one block field. It goal. is the craziest. I hope so, man. It is the swaggiest so. thing to do is block a field goal. That's oh, nuts. Yeah. You can't it's even do happen. it. You can't even do it in Madden. Then that's how you know it's hard. <laughs> if, if if you need to get us on the phone with with the specials teams coach just to get you on the outside, yeah. let us know because we'll call him. We'll talk. We'll talk. I'll, to him. We'll I'll talk sell to him this pen for sure. Yeah, I always wanted to block a field goal by like I don't know if y'all remember Cam Chancellor when he like jumped over the line oh, and yeah, blocked it, the flag, yeah. and then he did it again the next play and blocked it. No flag or anything. I always wanted to block one like that, so uh, that would definitely be like a milestone of mine. Oh uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be watching every field goal against y'all like Hawks. So in that case, where where's Caden? Is he about to jump the pile? Is he gonna get in there? <laughs> so we'll see. But again, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. It was course, definitely bro. fun. Anytime, meeting y'all. Yeah, hell yeah, brother. yeah. You too, man. An amazing episode. I mean, the guy's great. I I hope you know what we hope we have everybody back, but he's one we really hope to have back. As we get our Texas pod up and running this season, uh, we'll get him back for that. And when he comes out to Cali, we'll kick it. Um, really, really great dude. Wishing him nothing but the best and all the success in Denver. Uh, and super grateful as a fan, honestly, of the Horns. Everything he gave to us on the field. So, Caden, thank you for joining, brother. Before we let everyone rock, we are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I've said it enough times. You think I get it right. BetOnline.ag. Go to BetOnline.ag today and bet your money. Win something, lose something. Who cares? We love Bet Online. Just go there and have a blast. BetOnline.ag. We are also brought to you by, I gotta give a special shout out to our boys at Dimer UV Innovations. We love Dimer UV Innovations. I mean, we've seen it from the ground up. And here's a bit about them. With health concerns on the rise, it's important as ever to keep your people safe. Dimer isn't another BS COVID company. They've been developing their tech to kill germs and save lives since 2014. Damn, Dimer's original UVC products have won them partnerships with some of the biggest technology companies in the country and earned them a spot on Time Magazine's Best Innovations of 2020. What? Dimer started out disinfecting airplanes. Now they're in hospitals, athletic facilities, hotels, classrooms, basically anywhere people go that they might get sick, which is everywhere. Uh, When it comes to keeping our players, employees, guests, and customers uh, safe, we do it in your facility. Trust Dimer. For Cherry Sharp listeners, they're offering free disinfection as a service in select areas. So that means they'll come to disinfect your facility for free. F-R-E-E. You can take them up on this offer by visiting DimerUV.com and at DimerUV on social media. Use the code STRIFE for your first disinfection as a service appointment for free. That's Dimer, like diner, and stand up with an M. You get it. D-I-M-E-R. Kill more germs, prevent more infections, save more lives. DimerUV.com. Also, 
after you go there, go to betonline.ag. Because uh, we, we love both. Both different. Same, same, but different. Both bring happiness. Fans out there, drag both feet inbounds, swing on a full count with that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. We out you. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.